I'll do your thing. Will you now? You realize that I started the recording, right? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so now everybody knows that you're going to do my thing. Though what that means is rather ambiguous. This is 8-Bit, episode 71, Too Skinny for a Heart, on Saturday, March 22nd, 2014. And now, wasn't she Austrian? This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker. Uh, I'm taking over the show. Oh, that's all. Are you now? You're not doing a very good job of it. You're being, you know, when Sam took over the show, he just kept talking and talking and talking, and I couldn't stop him. And it was pretty great, because he actually made me get stuff done. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Austin. That was after we talked about him, him waiting for me in bed. But, uh, oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was pretty great. Is this the one that you told me to listen to, but I never listened to? Probably. Probably. I tell you to listen to all the ones that you're not in, so, yeah, probably. Probably. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I've listened to any of the ones that I'm not in. Do better. You even have a an iPod that you can listen to it on. I don't usually listen to music off of my iPod. This isn't music. Unless you want me to start singing again. Oh, dear Lord, no. Street Shut lights. up. Shut up. Uh, oh, what was the, what was the song, um, the Christmas one with the, uh, star? It wasn't Silent Night. It was, Oh, Holy Night. Oh, (laughs) Holy Night. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think that's about the one person in the world who you might be able to actually do better at in singing. That depends on how hard each of us tries. (laughs) I'm pretty good at not trying. Or trying to not try. Try hard, not try. Well, no, you'd have to try to be that bad. Yeah, I know. Anyway. You know what's funny about this? Huh. You actually have way more articles than me, so you're starting the I, the oh. headlines this week. What? Yeah. What? I know. What? What? It's great. I have a picture for that. Oh, no. This is not a visual medium. I know, but I can still throw it up on the... um. Okay. Uh, up on the thing. While you're so. doing that, talk about... Oh, talk about that thing right there? Yeah, the thingy thing. But, Buck, you're giving away my cover. I'm trying to be sneaky about it. Oh, you know what? I actually picked up on what you're putting down there right away. So why don't you sneak on over and just kill this headline? Just, like, assassinate it. Assassinate it? Assassinate it. Now, why on earth would I do that? Because it's Assassin's Creed Unity! Whoa! Woo! All right. Um. Well, ignoring my stupid voice there, uh, <laughs> um, new Assassin's Creed game has been announced. Um. Other than it looks like it's going to be set in France. Paris. Paris. Um, particularly during the French Revolution. Um, baguette. Yes. Oui, oui. 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 We should have asked Brady about that. He's fluent. Well, kind of fluent in French. I don't know. Half fluent. I don't know if that's a thing. Let anyway. them eat cake. That's yeah. English, but it has to do with the French Revolution, I think. Yep, and it was said by a Russian. Wasn't she Austrian? Well, she was the Russian princess or the queen. That was the um, that was the wife of the woman. I'm sure we'll actually learn this in the game. Probably, probably, probably. Yeah. Uh, do we know what systems that's for? Like, do we know if it's coming to the PS3 and 360, or is it going to be purely PC and next gen? Uh, well, it's for sure going to be uh next gen. Um, yeah. I mean, I knew that, <laughs> but I wanted to know about last gen. Last gen, I don't believe that there is, yeah, next gen only AC. Nice, nice. Um, not the Ouya either. Not the, <laughs> yeah. not the Wii U. No, it's, ooh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh my. Oh my. 
Also, I'm throwing the the Watt picture up into the. And I I remember reading somewhere that there's possibly two Assassin's Creed games coming this year, but I haven't seen anything specific about a second one, so we don't know for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so have you ever played a game called Gauntlet or maybe Gauntlet Legends on the N64 era? Uh, not on the Nintendo 64, but there was uh, Gauntlet Legends on GameCube, and I used to mm-hmm. actually play that with Speak of the Devil Brady. Yeah. A lot whenever I went over to his house. My brothers and I have some pretty fond memories of playing Gauntlet Legends uh, at our grandma's cabin, because uh, we didn't have a console of our own. Um, but yeah, so a new remake of Gauntlet will be coming out from Arrowhead, who are the makers of Magicka, uh, for the PC. Mm. And th- this, I should note, this isn't just Windows PC. This, they're also uh, supporting Linux because they want people to be able to play it on, you know, Steam machines, uh, which makes a lot of sense because it's supposed to be a sit around together and have a great experience kind of uh, uh, co-op game. And one significant difference uh, from the older games is that the maps will actually be procedurally generated. So you won't be able to just predict where everything is. Hmm. Yeah. That'll be nice. All right. Um... Well, this th- this next one is kind of scary. So, Bulletstorm disappears from Steam. Well, that's not necessarily too incredibly sad, because I don't think either of us have ever played or... Not really. ...wept for Bulletstorm. Um, that... So, the reason that it's going away... Is the scary Is thing. the scary part, yeah. So, we talked a while back that... Or, we said a while back that Games for Windows Live is dying. It is on its last breath. It will be pulled completely... On July 1st. Mm-hmm. However, many of the games that are reliant on games for Windows Live um, that are disappearing from Steam. Yeah. And not getting, you know, full Steam support the way that others did, like uh, yeah. Bioshock 2 and um, the the Batman games. Yeah. So the one that I'm kind of scared... That I could... That I'm kind of scared about that it might... Um, might affect. Might affect... Uh, Simply because in order to get it to work, I actually had to download Games for Windows Live Client um, was Fallout 3. Yeah. I can't imagine Obsidian or Bethesda. I mean, wait. Is Bethesda. That a, yeah. Was it developed by Obsidian? I forget. Um, I can't imagine them letting Fallout 3 die because everybody would go in an uproar the way that nobody's going in an uproar about Bulletstorm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, but just having a game survive simply based on its popularity is also a terrible thing. Yes. You know? Um, well, okay, something that the article is saying is that um, it's also the only games for Windows Live on EA's roster, so it might be trying to switch over to an EA exclusive. Or oh, forget them. I hope I hope that that's the only reason why it's disappearing off of Steam and... Yeah, yeah. Not why, and that it won't cause any other ones to go with it. True. We can hope. We can hope. Also, by the way, um, so quite blur, or quick blurb, speaking of Fallout 3. Right. Oh, right. Did right. I mention this? I don't remember. Last week? Mention it again. Um, just in case, I ended up giving up on Fallout 3, uh, when my computer crashed, or not the computer crashed, the, um, the game. The game itself, the software crashed. About ten times in the exact same spot. Um, and it essentially took my com- computer down with it because I... Th- the screen took up the entire screen except for the start bar down at the bottom. And uh, I and wasn't... you couldn't able- get away from it? I No, I couldn't. Uh. I couldn't move it at all. I couldn't get the cursor to pop up over it at all. I couldn't... 
get rid of it to even get to the task manager to sh task manager to shut it down. So what I ended up having to do was control alt delete to the other screen and then sign out from that screen and then sign back <laughs> in. So essentially I had to restart my computer every single time that it did that. So I gave up on that and wrestling with that and now I'm on Deus Ex. Um which is running much better, yes. Which is running much better. It's only crashed once. No. Um <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And even then, that was late at night, and I didn't really lose any progress. Um, so. So who knows? We might be actually getting a review from you sometime soon. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, novel. I'd say maybe next week, but I'm not, not sure, because it's, over the past week, I've only gotten through the first boss. Yeah. Um, and the way that I'm playing through takes a little extra time. I'm going for a non-lethal playthrough as much as I can, um, on the most difficult difficulty. Which so. is, the, I mean, the best way to, well, I don't know about difficult difficulty, but non-lethal playthrough for sure is the best way to do it. So sneaking and only stunning those targets that I need to stun, um, and then like killing as few people as possible. So it's, it's taking a while and many, many thanking gods for the, um, Quick save and quick load buttons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. We've gotten kind of used to subscription services for a lot of things as consumers. Uh, but one thing, you know, that one, one kind of person that hasn't really been able to take advantage of subscription services are developers. So that's kind of changing now. Unreal Engine 4 just came out this week, uh, during GDC and they have changed how they are charging developers for it. So now it's a $19 a month subscription, uh, as well as a 5% royalty on any games released with, uh, that run on the engine. And the, the interesting thing about it is that if a developer cancels their subscription, you know, at any time, they still get to keep the tools that they currently have, you know, the current code base, but they don't get any of the subsequent updates. So, Basically, Epic is going to try to encourage people to continue subscribing by coming out with like monthly updates to the engine. That sounds like a lot of work. I can't imagine, you know, bringing new tools, new features and stuff to an engine every single month. Sounds sort of like Finale. Finale is um, a music notation software. Okay. And they come out not, not every month, but every year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to pay usually a fee to get up to the new, the newest, the latest and the greatest. Um, version of it, but yeah, and this this is like in contrast to you know um, charging publishers like millions of dollars to use Unreal Engine. You know, I don't know. It's it definitely seems much more friendly to indie developers anyway. Yeah, uh, which is very important because like Unity uh, has been a very very cheap alternative and is getting a lot of nice tools nowadays. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, seriously, Kerbal Space Program is in Unity. Mm -hmm. Like. <laughs> That game is legit. Yep. And you're actually going to talk about that a little bit while later, aren't you? Ah, uh, yes. Um, however, all right. Uh, there's another very similar, um, uh, development engine that's doing pretty much the exact same thing. It seems like all the major development engines and physics engines are doing the same thing. So, um, Crytek, um, uh, has, is basically doing the exact same thing for $19 a month. Um, oh wait. I think you're reading. No, you're there. right. Are you reading the wrong thing? No, I'm, I am reading the right thing. Really? Um, okay. It, one thing is, it, it's royalty free. Okay. And so second thing. That's already better than. And it's cheaper. It's only $10 a month. It's $9.90 a month. Wow. Um. Dude, that's like, uh, <laughs> that's not much more than like, you know, Lightworks was trying to charge me for a video editing software. Yep. And CryEngine also now supports Linux development, so. Nice. Yep. Um. 
So it's very much so like the other one. It's it's becoming more and more available to other developers. That being said, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if they will be able to. Uh, like if you don't pay the subscription fee or if you cancel your subscription, if you'll be able to keep your right tools from before. And I'm sure that any developers that are listening to this podcast can go and figure it out for themselves because they're intelligent people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for most of our listeners, this is just interesting information that will never actually apply to them. But I mean, hopefully this. Well, yes. Hopefully, it hopefully might. yeah, this will help to lessen the cost of development, which is a good thing for all of us. Mm-hmm. And it also means that there will be more games done in particularly well-known and very good engines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So games will be indie games will now be, I guess, stronger in the sense that they will have the ability to um, come out with higher quality yeah. stuff and get out to the general public a little bit more too. Now the engine that yeah we've kind of traditionally um, kind of laughed at because it's been associated as kind of a slightly better version of Flash uh, is the Unity engine. Um, they just came out with Unity Engine Five, uh, and wow, like. From the screenshots that I'm seeing, it actually looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know exactly what kinds of tools they made available in it, you know, specifically uh, over Unity Engine 4, but, um, you know, allegedly it is pretty legit now. I don't know anything about, you know, what the uh, what the monetary model is on it, but, um, you know, likely it'll be pretty darn cheap as compared to the others. Mm-hmm. What other games have come out on Unity that we've talked about um well okay so unit usually for unity you see it is you know a, a browser plugin um for a lot of games that's that, right, that right. you play um like I, I i don't know i played a few like little horror games uh online with it um i think uh i think surgeon simulators in unity um because yeah that one originally came out on congregate um yeah, stuff like that. I mean, okay. as, as I mentioned, Kerbal Space Program is probably the largest scale game that you've ever played uh, on Unity or or heard of. Heard of. Um, since neither of us have actually played it. But I keep watching Robaz play it, so I feel like I've played it. <laughs> also, before we go any farther... Oh, yeah, 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 I suppose. Un momento! Why do I do everything in a sing-song voice? Because you're a decker. I suppose. And you have to sing. Well, I mean, there is a song in my soul and I just can't contain it. There you go. Good job. I love to sing and dance. <coughs> and I'm from California. I'm sorry. I didn't notice that there was one right next to me, so I reached all the way over and took Rachel's. I got the dirtiest look, too, and then I realized what I had done. <laughs> It was so. It was too late by that time, though. Okay, what's next? Uh, what's next? Oh, I suppose that's me, isn't it? Oh, probably. What? No. Since we tend to like go one at a time. Yes. All right. So, simulator, simulator is coming out. Um, no. 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 That'll be the end day. <laughs> That'll be when the simulators are over. That'll be when it's the point where we're mocking them, just because there's so many of them that are out. I feel like I'm almost there already. Maybe. Well, I mean, they're mocking themselves essentially with what's coming out. So we know that in little over a week, Goat Simulator is going to be coming out on April 1st, yes? Yep, yep. Well, there's another simulator that's coming out to, well, actually this one's slightly more serious, but not really. Um, it's called Bear Simulator. Um, and it is a FPB, um, first person bear simulator where you rock around and do bear things. So 
explore, eat fish and plants, and kill down, well, not kill, kill anything that... Kill down? Kill down! <laughs> As opposed to live up? Or maybe kill up. Kill, I don't know. Um, at least it doesn't look like it's based entirely on ragdoll physics, which is no. what Goat Simulator is. <laughs> like, yes. this, this actually looks like it's a serious take on, like, how bears have to live their lives. Yes. And it, it, it actually, it looks like it's an RPG sort of thing, because you have to increase your stats, sleep and discovery mystery, and discover mysteries of your forest home. It was described by the developer on their Kickstarter site as, it's like a mini Skyrim, but you're a bear. So maybe, maybe Dova Bear. Have you seen that web or the YouTube thing, Dova Bear? Nope. No. Well, maybe I can show that to you if we have time in the fringe. Maybe. Big if, though. Big if. All right. So. Okay, so EA has already announced that they are picking up the publishing rights for Titanfall 2. And that it won't be a Microsoft exclusive. I'm mad about this. Because it's been, what, less than two weeks since Titanfall came out? And... They're already talking about Titanfall 2. Like, I was kind of hoping that Titanfall was going to be like, you know, the TF2 of Origin. Just, you know, that multiplayer game that sticks around for a really long time that they support with tons of updates, like free updates for the end of days. And, you know, it is just kind of ubiquitous and always there and people love it. Yes. But no, that can't happen if they come out with a sequel in two years. Well, that's why he is in the running for worst company in America. Mm, Yeah, well... I mean, they do do some things right every now and then, but... But don't we all? You'd have to work pretty hard at not doing anything right ever. I'd believe that there are some people who would. Like Ryan over here. Oh, man, he's the worst. That jerk. Oh, this is the second time today that I've burped through my nose while eating, drinking uh, carbonated beverages. Nope, you only eat oh. carbonated beverages. Um, nom, 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 come here, Diet Coke. All right, and <laughs> well, he's doing that. Um... <laughs> So, uh, we know that Ryan's favorite game, the only video game he actually plays other than Journey. Um, Audio Surf! Civ 5! Fine, Guild Wars 2. Guild Wars 2. Um, alright, so a couple of big announcements for that, though I think one of them has been out for a while. Um, uh, so the Living World, which I believe we talked about a little bit, is that storyline that was going through the entirety of the Guild Wars 2 game and you got to experience it as a community. When mm-hmm. it happened, and then there were the whole things of, oh, the community votes on this, and that's going to how or affect how everything turns out and whatnot. And that ended recently, right? That did end. Um, and uh, so they were able to kill. Um, Panto Plant Scarlet has been defeated. Um, Panto Plant. Panto Plant. Panto Plant. Yes. Um, apparently, Lion's Arch, which was the main hub of the entire game. You know, the place that had the portals that got you to all the different realms within the area. Oh, sure. I'm very familiar with the place. Was completely destroyed and is now um, an abandoned ruin. Well, that's a shame. That is a shame. It was quite nice this time of year. I know. Um, (laughs) I don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) I do! So shush. Um, And then apparently some ancient evil has awakened. Uh, Ruh-ro, Raggy. But in order to help players go with this um, and combat this... uh, ArenaNet is revamping the whole trait system. So with traits, whenever you level up, you would get a trait point that you could spend in... <coughs> excuse me. No. Um, one of several different places, and that would con- or, and that would change how you did your build. So like with fighters, you could choose to make it more damagey or more tanky. Um, 
which is pretty much all that fighters ever do. Yeah. One of those two things. Yep. Necromancers could be... More deathy. Well, you <laughs> could either choose to be like, I'm going to summon all the things, or I'm going to siphon all the health, or whatnot. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yes, this is great. Oh, hush. <laughs> great description. Um, I understand completely what you're going for, though. Yeah. So it's you, good. You got to choose your build. Well, that whole system is going through a revamp. Now, instead of getting the 70 points with one from each, uh, every five levels you get a new point, which you get to spend. And whenever you spend it, um, that will unlock, um, various abilities, like passives that come on. Um, oftentimes there will be, or sometimes some activated abilities that you can only get through traits and whatnot. So that's going through a whole revamp. And it looks like you actually have quite a few to choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at, at the skills and traits screenshot that they have up. So that whole thing is getting a revamp and the way that you make your characters is getting a revamp. And there's actually going to be several more changes. This was just the first one to come and gave, give us a little teaser of sort of the things that are coming up. So are people overall happy with the changes that are being announced or are they like, no changes bad, even improvements? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't seen any. Ryan is giving me the wishy-washy. Hand wave? I mean, on the PC Gamer website, which is where we got this one, there was a single comment that says, I'm excited. So very excited. Wow. Down at the very bottom. There's so many people reading this article. I know, right? <laughs> and being engaged. And... <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so one of the things, actually one of the main things that's going on at GDC is everybody and their uncle are showing off their uh, VR headsets. So that includes, of course, uh, the Oculus Rift, you know, we, the, the Crystal Cove edition that they, you know, showed off at, um, what was that? Was that CES? Yeah, CES. Um, that is now available as the Dev Kit 2, and it's being sold for $350. Um, and uh, apparently they've already moved on from Crystal Cove and are working on, you know, the next edition of it. Um, and Sony, has just announced Project Morpheus, which is their uh, VR headset for the PlayStation 4. Hopefully, it's better than the ones that we've seen previously for, like, the PlayStation 3, because everybody was like, yeah, this isn't as good as the Oculus Rift. Okay, Buck, I want you to go and look at the show notes. Yes. Read it word for word from the second, or the sen- the last sentence for that particular one. Yes, I see it. Thank you. Um, sun is a word, and so is, so is Sony. Um... Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, also, the, there have been several other competitors that are being shown off. Um, what? What are, what are you so funny about? Nothing. Okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, like, there was a, a, a one that's based on Android that is completely, you know, self-contained, so you don't even have to you know, be running a game off of uh, uh, a computer or a PlayStation 4 or anything. Um, and that was actually, apparently, surprisingly not terrible. Uh but yeah, so the Oculus Rift is not the only player in the space anymore, but it's still the only one that uh, any of us care about. <laughs> or, you know, know by name. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And as I was saying to Ryan earlier, um, the reason that I think that the Oculus Rift is going to succeed hardcore where, you know, Project Morpheus will not is because um, Project Morpheus is on a console. And if a particular game does not support the Morpheus, you know, in their game, there's absolutely like nothing that you can do about it. You can't, you just can't play it on there. Uh, whereas sort with of the like I- Connect. 
yeah, exactly. Um, whereas, you know, with, with the Oculus Rift, uh, it's not even out. Most games don't support it, you know, especially old games that, you know, have been out for 10 years, uh, and, but people have made them work. And that's why they have developer jams too. Yes. Said so. too. Well, I'm sure that Sony will be encouraging developers to support it, but I mean, you know, um, so Sony tried to support 3D games on the PS3, and that kind of flopped. Whereas, you know, Nvidia has supported 3D games, and even when a developer doesn't completely, you know, build their game for 3D, I can still play that game in 3D. And I mean, it might hurt my eyes. It might not. It's kind of a toss-up. Like I've been playing <laughs> Titanfall, and it looks great in 3D, even though they didn't build it for 3D. Yeah. I want to play Titanfall sometimes. Yeah. Well, I need money. Get first. money. Why are we whispering? I don't know. Are you ashamed of being broke? Maybe. But you don't want anybody to know. But you're putting it on air! Shh! <laughs> Stop using logic. I always... I'm getting ready for Thief. I don't pl- actually use much logic. At least not correctly. Shh. Stop destroying my logic with your false logic. Just the... talk about the next thing. You're the false prophet. <laughs> Go away, Flareon. No, wait. What? Hold on, No. Because Flareon definitely could come. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking of the Pidgeot, who is not the false prophet. That's Bird Jesus. That one's the Messiah. Yep, sorry. By the way, they finished with Crystal, and now soon they're going to be moving on to Emerald. Emerald. They they did that yesterday. Okay, good. They started it up yesterday. So, boy, oh boy, Twitch plays Pokemon. I I think it's been losing steam after the first one, but... Steam. Hey, shush. (laughs) Alright, so I seem to always find and talk about the stupidly scary games. That seemed to be really good. Well, maybe there's something to that. I think you may need to reevaluate, you know, your mental health. I think it's part of me wants to play them because they look like they could be really good games, but at the same time, I don't want to pee myself. I don't either. That's why I always steer, stay near a bathroom. So, well, I, I, if you're getting, if it's scared out of you, I don't think that you can necessarily uh, play stop it, it. Play it with a bucket underneath your chair. It, you, in order to stop it, you'd have to like, okay, game, wait a second. I'm not startled yet. Let me go to the bathroom and sit down first. And, okay, now I'm startled. <laughs> oh, hey, look, I just peed. Okay, now I'm going back. So what is this <laughs> scary game that you found, by the way? <laughs> All right, so this game is one that I don't think that we've talked about before. It's called The Forest. Um, It's an open-world survival game, so it's sort of like Rust um, with the open world and survival. Oh, this one, I'm, actually, yeah, you found this one a while ago. I remember this, cause it's got the cannibals. Yeah. And this is the one where you crash land in, from an airplane, right? Oh, yeah. that's where that Malaysian airplane went. Oh, they are so dead. They are dead. <laughs> if you uh, look at some of the trailers. Wait a minute. Maybe we shouldn't be making jokes about current events that are happening to real people. <laughs> hmm. Actually. My I'm, bad. I've already watched it. You, you saw it somewhat. Does it have yes, good audio? I have no idea. I couldn't hear anything. Okay. <laughs> well, go ahead and watch the trailer, everybody, uh, because I'm sure that it is terrifying. It is terrifying. So um, let's see. It says, there are a few cool things in this trailer that we haven't seen before. In terms of story, we've known since the first trailer that you end up on the mysterious island by surviving a plane crash. It wasn't clear if there were other passengers on the plane or if they'll play into the game, but you can see in this newer trailer that your character is traveling with a child. Hold on. We know that one of the Americans that was on that airplane Shut up. is a baby. We get to see some more traps in action. So the game is crafting and building system. 
So that's why I'm saying it's a lot like Rust. It's an open world game where you have to do survival things and make traps and whatnot. Except that you're not um, dealing with other players. You're not dealing with other players. You're dealing with crazy cannibal things that are like, I'm going to eat you and kill you and then mold you to my body because some of the monsters that look stuff in here is, is nightmare fuel. Because it looks like there's people that have heads that have been molded onto people's stomachs. So there's people, there's a body running around with a body as a head. This reminds me of a Gary's Mod thing later. Either that or it's just tentacle face. <laughs> um, yeah. So also there was, um, a targeted release date. There was a new targeted release date. Um, and that's actually coming up relatively soon here. Um, oh wow. Hey, look, it's exactly two months from today. May 22nd is when the game is hoping to be released, um, uh, released available on Steam early access. So go and give it a look. Cool. If you like scary things. So do you remember, um, Earlier, when we talked about the leaked images of the Amazon um, controller, actually, I think that was episode sixty-nine when I wasn't there. Um, so that controller apparently goes to a, um, you know, we thought that it was going to go to a set-top box that was going to be running, you know, some sort of Android like uh, like the Kindle Fires, mm-hmm. but we've we now have seen some pictures of uh, an Amazon device that looks exactly like a Chromecast. AKA the Chrome stick. Um, because it's just this little dongle that you plug into the TV and apparently it will stream, uh, PC games, like full PC games. Not sure if it'll be from Amazon's cloud services that those will stream or if that's from like, uh, you know, another computer in your house, the way that Steam, uh, streaming works. But if it's cheap and as long as the service itself is, you know, not expensive, like for example, if I can do that through Prime, uh, well, yeah, I'll buy one of those. Well, if I had a TV. But, you know, um, dang, if if that's, like, a super cheap way to play PC games, then I hope that it succeeds. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking at my thing, and there were some things that I didn't know that were happening with it that, ooh. With what, the forest or the Far Cry? Far Cry. Oh, well, Far tell Cry. us about it. All right, so Far Cry 3 mod, Dead Cry, um... As it was kind of saying, there's a new Far Cry 3 mod coming out that looks like it could very well come out to be a standalone mod, sort of how with um, Blood Dragon happened. It's uh, but instead this one deals with zombies, lots of zombies, many zombies. It's well, this is a this is a mod though, right? Not made by the developers themselves. Correct. Okay, but it's made using the Far Cry 3 engine and map editor. Um, so Dead Cry is a single player campaign, um, and it was very much so inspired by stuff like Left 4 Dead. Um, according to the mods, uh, mod DB page. Um, so that being said, all the characters, um, let's see, uh, yeah, character and enemy animations will look familiar, but the environment, plot, and character models will all be brand new. There's a bear in it already. There is a bear. There's a dead bear. So it's like Bear Mageddon, maybe. Maybe that, the, the bear is being controlled by somebody who's playing Bear Simulator. <laughs> maybe. However, now this is the part that's very bottom of the article that I didn't notice until now. Dead Cry just entered open beta release a few days ago, so you can download and play it here. Here? Here, as in there's a link on, or in the article. Oh, cool. You know what? I'll just put that link in the show notes. Okay. And then people can find that. And then they're also inviting players to fill out a beta survey form to help them make changes, so you can find that survey here. So essentially it's go in, play the game, and... Find out, well, not find out anything, but, um, uh, help make it better. That's how betas work. That's how betas work. I like betas. 
Even the fish, they're pretty. Um, and while you guys are doing that, also rest assured that Far Cry 4 is not only in development, but we now uh, know some things about it. So it will be, it will be released in the first half of 2015, and it's actually going to be set in the Himalayas. That's not far away. No. Wow. Yep. And it's going to be set in the Himalayas with rideable elephants. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but so yeah, there will be snowy regions as well as the sunny alpine climbs. Um, so it'll be sunny, snowy, it'll be brand new things, uh, for the Far Cry thing because they've mainly dealt with dry, uh, warm places. So like, I hope that you can find a squirrel suit and go jumping off of a mountain. That sounds awesome. I think you actually do get, you know, you got a fly suit in Far Cry 3. I think it's a hang glider. Isn't you, it a hang glider? There is a hang glider, but you actually do get a fly suit. Oh, man. In Far Cry 3. Can we have that on Oculus Rift too? And I wouldn't be surprised. When browsing for articles on the Oculus Rift, they actually had um, a program where you could go diving. Yeah. With it. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a squirrel suit <laughs> o- Oculus Rift game that came out eventually. I can't wait. Yes. Oh, man. I just want one. Awesome. <laughs> well, $350. I already made my major purchase this year. Yeah. I got, yeah, I gotta, gotta pull myself back. Now, just don't get too excited, Ian. Just calm down. Okay. So, speaking of that, if I wanted to, uh, you know, be using Steam and I had an Oculus Rift, well, theoretically, I would have to just, you know, be browsing through Steam on my, on my, you know, computer screen and then launch a game and then put on my Oculus Rift, right? Supposedly. Wrong! What? You can actually browse through Steam in your Oculus Rift now. So much Ooh. like big picture mode is meant for, you know, use with a controller and on your big screen, hence big picture, mm-hmm. they, they now have the ability to, uh, you know, launch Steam on an Oculus Rift or other VR headset. So it's definitely becoming a major thing if Steam is prepping for it. Oh yeah. Valve is kind of diving in headfirst with this. Which I mean, in many ways, if they're they're probably taking a big gamble with getting the ball rolling, it's like the Segway. People thought it was going to be a good idea, and that hey, it would replace bikes everywhere. Oh, that Segway. Okay, I thought you meant like one of the Segways that we've been trying to use in our show. No, <laughs> I mean the ones that I set up, and then you and completely drop, completely drop. Yep, yeah. those ones. Because <laughs> we are good at this podcasting thing. The best. The best by far. Yes. All right. So I believe that's all the articles that we have for today. Um, so if you want to find any of these articles and you're using this or listening to this through iTunes or your iPod and not particularly on the site, um, you can go on to the, uh, website and find, uh, the all page the for this show and you'll be able to find all the links on the nexus.tv slash EB72. So go and give that, go check that out so that you can see what we're actually talking about and rattling off about. <laughs> Cause we totally forgot to say that before the, you know. Um, articles? Yeah, before we talk about the articles, wow, I'm really on top of it right now. Woo-hoo! Come on, you need to be on your A-game, especially for this main topic. Yes, of course. All right, so if you guys remember, uh, so for our main topic, if you guys will remember on, I believe it was the one that I was hosting. Yep, two, so two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I put in an article about this, um, the opportunity for you to do voice acting and get your voice in the new Dragon Age game. Well... I think we said that both Buck and I wanted to do it, and so here we are. We're actually going to do our recording right here, right meow. Um, edit out, well, not necessarily edit out the files, but get clips of our files and then send them in. Mm-hmm. So. so here we go. 
Ian Buck, take one. Oh, if it isn't the Inquisitor, what do you want with us? I want nothing from you. Has there been trouble in the area? Trouble? <laughs> I've lost two sons and a sister to this war. Everyone around here has lost someone. Is that trouble enough for you, your worship? I'm sorry. Is there anything I can do? You can turn right around and leave the way you came. I didn't start this war. I'm trying to stop it. Does it matter? I know you. I know people like you, playing your games, sending my boys to fight your battles. Well, it's all over. Do you think it makes a whit of difference who wins? Gaspard or Celine? All the same to us, down here in the dirt. It'll make a difference. I'll make sure things get better. Just words. It'll be better when the dead come home, and not even the Maker can do that. Ian Buck, take two. Oh, if it isn't the Inquisitor, what do you want with us? I want nothing from you. Has there been trouble in the area? Trouble? <laughs> I've lost two sons and a sister to this war. Everyone around here has lost someone. Is that trouble enough for you, your worship? I'm sorry. Is there anything I can do? You can turn right around and leave the way you came. I didn't start this war. I'm trying to stop it. Does it matter? I know you. I know people like you, playing your games, sending my boys to fight your battles. When it's all over, do you think it makes a whit of difference who wins? Gaspard or Celine? All the same to us, down here in the dirt. It'll make a difference. I'll make sure things get better. Just words. It'll be better when the dead come home, and not even the Maker can do that. Ian Decker, take one. The estate was utterly stripped of joy when Lady Rosette disappeared. The dowager is distraught. Hasn't taken supper in days. Days! I see. Is it possible she's been assassinated? <gasps> we don't talk like that. It's unthinkable. No, absolutely not. Not dead. Please, we're begging you. The Inquisition has access to resources, information. If anyone could locate Rosette, you can. Look, I have the lady's favorite things. Maybe these will help. A bell on a ribbon and a silk pillow? Not just any pillow. It's filled with honeysuckle and mint. She goes quite mad for the blend. And tell your men they might lure her with salted cod, but only on Sundays. Wait. Lady Rosette is a cat. You sent an urgent missive asking the Inquisition for help in finding a lost cat. <sighs> She's not just a cat. She is the cat. Why, when Empress Celine was visiting the chateau, Lady Rosette slept curled about the Empress's head. Tell me, who else has dared embrace the Imperial crown in such a brazen fashion? Who else has been allowed to use the Empress's own person? Rosette is special. Even Celine knows it. Ian Decker, take two. The estate was utterly stripped of joy when Lady Rosette disappeared. The dowager is distraught. Hasn't taken supper in days. Days! I see. Is it possible she's been assassinated? <gasps> we don't talk like that. It's unthinkable. No, absolutely not. Not dead. Please, we're begging you. The Inquisition has access to resources. Information! If anyone could locate Rosette, you can. Look, I have the lady's favorite things. Maybe these will help. A bell on a ribbon and a silk pillow? Not just any silk pillow. It's filled with honeysuckle and mint. She goes quite mad for the blend. And tell your men they might lure her here with salted cod. But only on Sundays. Wait. Lady Rosette is a cat. You sent an urgent missive asking the Inquisition to help in finding a lost cat. She's not just a cat. She is the cat. 
Why, when Empress Selene was visiting the chateau, Lady Rosette slept curled about the Empress's head? Tell me, who else has dared embrace the imperial crown in such a brazen fashion? Who else has been allowed to so use the Empress's own person? Rosette is special. Even Selene knows it. So, I got a couple of reviews this week. Um, I finally finished playing this uh, Stargate game for Android that I've had for a very long time, and uh, it was really slow going because it's not really a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Um, the So, th- this company, I've never heard of them. I think the only game that they've ever made is this game. It's called Stargate SG-1 Unleashed, um, and it's it's basically them trying to make a console game in mobile form, you know? Mm. And, like, the last game that I played of that format was the Mass Effect Infiltrator game. I don't... I never actually completely finished Mass Effect Infiltrator because it was just, like, the voice acting was bad Mm. and the characters weren't interesting and it was just not Mass Effect. Um, I lost interest pretty quick. Now, Stargate SG-1 Unleashed, um, it makes some of the same mistakes, but some of... it it's better in some other ways. Um, so, for example, the graphics... They tried to go with uh, a completely photorealistic, you know, art style. Mm. And no matter how powerful your phone is, you know, I mean, I have the Nexus 5 pretty much top of the line as they get right now. Um, so it didn't have any frame rate issues. But, ev- you know, everything, like, the, the people's faces look all pudgy and gross. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the textures are, are low resolution and fuzzy. Um, and it's just, it doesn't look very good. Like, if they had gone with some nice cell shading, you know, maybe to make, give it like a comic book feel, that could have been great. But they didn't. They, they did, uh, you know, photorealistic. Um, also, because of that, you know, even though, even though I didn't have frame rate issues, it drains battery really fast. So I only ever played this game when I knew that I was around a charger that I, you know, could quickly recharge at. Mm -hmm. Um, so another problem with, you know, trying to make a console grade game is the controls. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of times they're third person adventure games and this one's a third person adventure game. So they, you know, uh, it's basically being controlled with a twin stick emulation. Um, which isn't as bad as they used to be. It was, it was pretty easy to walk around and, you know, not get stuck on things. Um, the stealth portions were a little, little weird. Ooh. But, you know, not too bad. The Jaffa were idiots. <laughs> it was really easy to sneak past them. Um, on the other hand, they decided that literally everything that wasn't moving or combat needed to be done as a quick time event. Like, literally everything. Whether it was, uh, I'm shuffling along this ledge and don't want to fall off, you have to tap the screen at the certain particular times in order to, uh, retain your balance. If you were, you know, trying to take down a Jaffa from behind, you know, a stealth takedown, you had to tap a bunch of times and then, like, swipe left to, you know, take him down. Um, if I had Daniel pulling a bucket of water out of a well, he would drop it if I didn't perform a quick time event correctly. Daniel! Please kill me! It was terrible. (laughs) The only reason that I followed this through to the end was, uh, because... A, the, the story was actually pretty good and well-written, and I was interested in it. Um, and since I'm a Stargate superfan, I need to know everything that ever happens in, the, in you know, the universe. So uh, this is another story that I needed to get my head around. Um, and also, all of the voice actors were the same actors as they were in the show. Oh. oh. So, yeah. So, um, that, so that was, you know, great. 
Um, it, it, you know, it didn't like my brain wasn't screaming at me that this is wrong and also they're quality actors. So yes, that yes, was good. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you yeah. hope after what, 10 seasons? Uh, well, and, and two movies. That they'd be at least moderately decent. Hopefully, yeah. And I mean, you know, some of them have won awards for their performances in Stargate, so yeah. <sighs> they're, um, they're, they're crap. So, as a game, it's pretty terrible. But I'm going to get the second episode when it comes out for Android, because I'm a super fan, and I need to finish it, and I need to know what happens. Um, yes. But, you know, just for, for normal people who aren't as invested in Stargate as I am, don't get it. <laughs> Not worth it. Okay. Yeah. How about that other one over there? That other one over where? The the, the, other, the next game. The, yeah, okay, so this isn't actually a game. Oh. This is a movie. So Indie Game, the movie, um, was a documentary that came out in 2012. Mm. Um, and then, so so basically what it is, is it follows um, the developers of three games. Um, and those games are Braid, Fez, and oh. Super Meat Boy. So all very mm. successful um 2D platformers. Yes. Um and well, Fez is a little 3D-ish. Um but yeah. Um I, I mean, in hindsight, we know that these games are going to su- succeed already. Yes. Um and in the movie, Braid had already come out. So most of the stuff that they talked to him about was, you know, his feelings on the state of the, you know, indie gaming community um and you know, why people go with indie instead of publishing with a large company, stuff like that. Um his his view on game design, stuff like that. Um, the other, the other two, um, Fez and Super Meat Boy, they followed them through some of the most important areas of their development process. Like, um, Super Meat Boy, they had to kind of crunch to get, to finish the game in time for a, an Xbox Live promotion. Um, and then when it came out, they weren't in the promotion. So they got, yeah, like they were worried that their day one sales, which is the most important sales day, you know, for their game, uh, were going to be like half of what it could have been. Um, so they were, you know, really worrying about that. Um, for Fez, you know, he was having some legal issues with the guy who used to, who started the company with him and who had since left, but since, uh, you know, they hadn't actually like legally separated the company, uh, the other guy could sue if he showed off anything from the game and he was going to PAX. So he was going to be showing off lots of stuff. So who knows if he's going to get a lawsuit and, you know, all of this stress and stuff for, for them. Um, and, you know, it's showing, like, the human side of where these games come from. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, I was uh, nearly crying sometimes. Uh, yeah, oh. I know. The get, well, the, the developers remind me of myself in a lot of ways. Uh, Broadcast I mean, fields? I'm, shut up. Of course I do. You're too skinny. There's no room in you for a heart. <laughs> Look at how skinny the Grinch was. And his heart became very large, but it became very large. <laughs> yeah, it nearly burst out of his chest. Did you see what it did to the um, to, what, what what it did to the, to the X-ray machine? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> it busted the X-ray machine. How did it? How it didn't bust his chest? I think is magic only available in movies. Maybe that's why we don't take X-rays of me. Maybe. Um. So yeah, it was. I mean, it was a very emotional movie. Um. 
And I was kind of worried, I, I was kind of hoping that it was going to be like the kind of movie that I could show to my parents and, you know, show them that, yeah, game, game development is an art form. Um, you know, and you shouldn't be so hard on gamers, you know, on our, on my brothers for wanting to play games. And, um, it's not really that kind of game because it turns out game developers swear a lot. <laughs> hmm. Oh well. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you are, if you are invested in gaming, you're going to want to watch this movie, whether you're into ga- indie gaming or not, you know, um, because if you're already into gaming, indie gaming, you're going to like point at all these games and go, Oh, I know that game, you know, and it'll mean so much more to you. If you're not into indie gaming yet, uh, you'll look at these and go, Whoa, those games actually look pretty interesting. I'll check them out. And like during the, um, during the credits, they showed a bunch of other indie games, none of which I had ever heard of. Like, yeah. I I have immersed myself in the indie gaming world so much that you'd think that I would know what they are at the very least, even if I haven't played them. I had never heard of a single one of them. Hmm. Like, that's how deep this movie goes. Uh, <laughs> oh, also, all of the music was by Jim Guthrie, who did the soundtrack for Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery, which was the first game that I ever played on a mobile device. Hmm. And it was wonderful, and you should all play it. Um, and it was just like... Like, some of the songs in, in the movie actually were straight from the game. So I was just like, oh, I know this song. I have a new context <laughs> for it. It's so great. Um, but yeah, great movie. Um, I got it on Steam when it was on sale. So there's actually achievements for, like, finishing the movie and, like, watching it with commentaries and stuff. And I almost have all of the achievements. And... <laughs> I didn't think that there was such a thing uh there's such a thing as achievements for Yeah, I feel kind of for documentary. I feel kind of bad for like going hardcore on, you know, trying to get all of the achievements for it. But I mean like, you know, I was going to watch the special edition uh clips anyway. Might as well get an achievement for finishing all of them, right? Eh? Yeah? Okay. Um <laughs> On a related note, um, you're mildly pathetic. Valve just came out with a documentary called Free to Play about some of the top, uh, Dota 2 players, uh, out there. And that one's actually, f- the documentary is also free. Yeah. Um, so we should all go and watch that so that we can talk about it next week. That'd Sounds be great. Good. Yeah. Um, and listeners, you should go listen to it too. I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we found, I found, uh, another, um, kind of documentary called Super Game Jam. Uh, it's going to be releasing in, in episodes, um, over, uh, starting, starting in the next couple of months, I believe. Uh, so I'll be keeping my eyes out for that. Um, and I'll let you know more about that. Oh, here we go. Yeah. One episode a month is, uh, April through August. Ooh. Yep. So that means that Hopefully it comes out in early June, because we're probably not going to have a time to do it in June otherwise. No, actually, we're not going to have time to do it in June, period. No. No, not at all. I mean, I might have uh, time to watch it at some point, but probably not talk about oh, it Oh, gosh, much. no. Because, I mean, we get one day off a week, and it's not always the same day. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sleeping. <laughs> and dates. Those are kind of important. Oh, man. Sonia's not going to see anything of me during the summer. Uh-huh. Or next Where fall, does she live? Princeton. Princeton. Oh. That's north of the cities. A ways. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is going to suck. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's got my life. for them. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, Sarah only lives 15 minutes away from me. Nice. But she is looking for an internship. Actually, she might be at Gustavus for the summer, so I get to go and visit other home more. Nice. Take me with you. Okay. <laughs> Though I might put you in a separate room. Okay. Can I have Scooja? 
have Scooja? For when I'm in the other room. <laughs> sure. I mean, we... Cool. We won't be in a house. I'm going She'll to have be, an apartment somewhere. I'm going to be desktop deprived during the summer. <laughs> it's, it'll be true. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so the, the funny thing... Oh, man. The funny thing about this week is that there were so many, so many articles that I like read the the titles of and I was like oh, this sounds so interesting I want to read them but they were all from GDC so they were all like developers talking about stuff for other developers and like you know on the surface it does sound interesting to read but like none of it was substantial enough to put in here hmm. unfortunately unfortunately yeah so I had like tons and tons of articles that I read and never never used in this podcast <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, if you're at all interested in that kind of thing, go go ahead and like look at you know Polygon's coverage of it or PC Gamers' poly- coverage of it or yeah. IGN's, yeah. whichever ones you prefer. Yeah, uh, go do that. Yeah. Um, so thanks for joining us, everybody, for this episode of Eight Bit. Yeah. Where we were actually in the studio and could interact with each other on a human level. Yeah. 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 Is that all you can say? No. I feel like we've had that exact conversation before. Yeah. In this exact place. Yeah. Stop it. No. <laughs> uh, I'm Ian Buck. Yeah. And he's Ian Becker. No. Signing off. Yeah. Dolphin. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Teamwork. Why? Teamwork and sex. I suppose. <laughs> Wait, they're both teamwork! Ah! Uh, oh, ah! Oh. <laughs> Did Alright, I was just calling because I wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Thanks, Ian. It's his 21st. Today. Wait, today? Shun him. Shun the non-believer. I use Google Hangouts. Just not on a Google device. Shun the broke kid who can't have a phone. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. got it. I mean, Ryan just looks at it now and he just sees blonde, brunette. Emma. Was she really on the show? She was. I heard, I listened to an episode with her... Mm-hmm. And with Max. Max is blonde. Well, she goes beyond blonde, so okay. Max is blonde. (laughs) 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 Alright, let's get out of here. This is my response to that.